0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Deer Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their pop culture origins to their current origins. Yes, to their current uh, pop culture incarnations. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined today by Leonard. How are you doing, Leonard?
1: I'm good, Dave. Uh, I, I'm grateful that I, I'm not a lumberjack. That's, that's yeah. The, that's the segue. That's the
0: segue. <laughs> Yeah, I I can second that. Uh so we're gonna be taking a look at another Laird Baron tale. Uh this one is the men from Porlock, and it was originally um put into the collection uh, The Beautiful Thing That Awaits Us All, published in twenty thirteen. It is a story of uh lumberjacks out, out in uh the Olympia mountain ranges, um in a, a camp at the base of Mystery Mountain and it lovingly details the perils and hardships of that particular job and the many many ways to injure yourself or others or maim or be killed by the forest yeah it it sounds like a hard knock life and <laughs> i'm 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 all for letting loggers do their thing
1: yes Although to be fair, this is uh, in the in, this is set in the interim period between World War One and World War Two, so I I suspect that the job was uh, significantly more hazardous then than it is now. But still, no, no, thank you. I I like the forest and the woods, but not that much.
0: Yes, it's a, it's set in 1923 in September, and yeah, it's it's a time it it has a nice reflection on i guess maybe a little it's a side meditation on the horrors of war uh that's not what the story is lingering on um yeah. but it it traffics in it um particularly trench warfare of World War 1 and yes and not not making any bones about um having that sound fun <laughs> or or glorifying right. it in a way that a war movie might this is um that sort of intro introduction but uh it's sitting in that shell shock land where <clears throat> people who have gone through the war just they've just seen some shit and prefer not to talk about it but it it still informs their general actions or how they view the world right were treated to most of this being being the point of view of Miller uh, he's he's our main main guy in this tale uh everyone's they're given pretty much equal shake i think but um, yes. it sits a little bit more in in miller's shoes uh he's the one who was uh an ex sniper uh, in World War 1 um in the marines and that that informs why he's kind of handpicked for this, uh, little, um, hunt that the, that the gentlemen are sent on. So they're all workers at Slango Camp and the straw boss, the, the, the foreman of the camp lets them know that, or rather informs Miller that, uh, there have, they have a, a um, uh, a photojournalist is coming to, to take photo op pictures of the camp. There's the, the muckety-mucks and things uh, going to be in the area. So they want to make everything look as presentable as it could be. Like the <laughs> more glamorous yeah. than it probably is. Yes. Uh, but also to have a, a, a spread um, set out. So they the, the men are handpicked to go... Uh, get a few deer and bring those back for for a feast
1: right um, yes it's uh, very showy it's very of that era um, you know I think of old newsreels that I've watched where I'm just like yeah everything in this newsreel um, is the most staged thing that I've ever seen so just to make the the boys at the home office uh feel good about their investment they uh want to make it look big and flashy and uh probably significantly safer than it actually is since it really kind of feels like a threadbare operation um i think like there's there's an implication that it's at least partially illegal um You know where they're they're operating and what they're doing. I don't know if that was uh, uh, deliberate or I'm just imagining that. But a lot of of the way uh, that that the operation is phrased in the opening parts of the story make it seem like it's a little sketch. Um, So.
0: Yeah, I didn't really get that when I was listening to it. However, what it is, is the the camp itself is um, being shut down. Like, they're not going to be up for very much longer. Uh, And I think that's in part to, like, the investors, um, people that have come out to take a look at that. Some of that um, anecdotal – hey, one of the heads of the company came to visit – is already sort of doubted by by miller he's uh he's a reliable protagonist like as a narrator uh, Yes. but he's stuck in a situation that isn't as reliable uh, because mm-hmm. he's getting like a lot of hearsay um just from camp rumors and um one one of the points was uh one of the when one of the heads of the um company came to check out the camp a couple of years ago uh they were just staying in there, the cushy, uh, rail car, like company rail car, um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, kind of slumming it where they would sit there and then go look at the camp, but then go back to their, you know, nice fancy digs. And Miller's doubting the veracity of that because it's several miles, um, to, to the, from the rail to get to camp. You have to like yeah. s- slog in for probably a day hike to get from point A to point B because it's just in the ass end of nowhere.
1: Right. I think they said it was like 16 miles. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's like a 16 or 17 mile hike. And he's like, yeah, the dude, the, the, the up, the not going to be doing that on a daily. Hey, I'm going to come get breakfast. Like <laughs> that's just right. not happening. Right. Uh, so he's like, yeah, maybe someone did visit maybe, but they sure weren't hanging around if they did uh and this the the remote location of the camp <clears throat> pops up a little bit later um in another tale and uh that one is the croning and the the, the croning deals with um some of miller's relatives uh in in present roughly present day okay and they did go to um, Slango uh, years later, like I think in 1983 or so. So it's okay. years and years and years later. And um, they had to like, they-, they were choppered in and still it took a really, really long time to get from like the nearest um, airfield to get to Slango. be I mean, like, there- there's nothing out here. And they they make a point of just how remote and inaccessible like the and hostile <laughs> like the area is for people if you're right. just on
1: foot um, which makes sense given uh what we learn in this story yes so
0: miller and his his group um we get a nice uh uh, odd number, seven men, but it's a very fairy tale number, um, are selected to uh, go out and do the hunt. That's Calhoun, Horn, Ma, and uh, Bane, Rourke, and Stevens. And yes.
1: Uh, it's it's the, basically the lumberjack equivalent of the team from Predator. Uh. <laughs> or the
0: Magnificent Seven, I mean, if you want
1: to Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just yeah thinking of their personalities and the it's the it's very it's
0: very Duchess Crew. Yes, I mean they're not mercenaries, but they were a lot of you know half of them are served in the war, the other ones dodged the draft.
1: Right, having family that in the post office oh. back then was was handy.
0: Hey, yeah, if you can if you can uh, get them to change a few things here and there and. Get yourself out of the the draft.
1: Yeah. If you can just have a family member forge documents for you, you can get away with anything. And that's never changed throughout the course of history. Yeah. and So Miller
0: and Horn are the the youngest of the the group. Um, The other gentlemen are most, I would say they're anywhere from their 40s to like mid, late 60s yes Um, yes and that's uh that's something that uh baron makes a point of in a lot of his work is uh having elderly um protagonists antagonists like there's a lot of older characters um, in his tales and some of that's to like the detriment kind of showing the, the the ravages of old age And then some of that is the other side of it going like something's very old, but it's more dangerous because it's been around for a long time or a person like has just gained skills and knowledge over a lifetime. And that's that's made them deadly because it's been a lifetime of it.
1: Right. Uh yeah, it they they it's uh, IRL uh, XP. They the the they, you know, they 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 started out as a level 1 street tough and then made it to a level 50 lumberjack.
0: Yeah, and that's that's something that uh it's it's pains are taken to show the toll of a hard life lived, yes. and particularly and, in in this industry where I think uh, the 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 quote was something to the effect of um, the men get into this uh, for the easy money uh, and it's a job that you just you don't get to leave uh, unless it kills yeah. you <laughs> right and so anyone yeah. left there and been doing it for you know twenty years uh, they're just hard bitten dudes and they're muscly from sp- and taking fell in trees and and using saws and uh but it's the other side of that is like the the physical ravaging they're all arthritic and even even miller who's i think he's in his late 20s um is like he's, he's like i can't even open my hands in some mornings like it just right this this is a hard life and he's only been doing it for a few weeks right
1: um yeah like crabbed like swollen knuckles and yeah it's a yeah it'll it'll wreck you
0: and then people are missing limbs and fingers and whatever but you know whatever's left of your body is just weather bitten and tough right and that's it, it makes a point to kind of show what that lifestyle does to a man atop of the loneliness the estrangement from society or why these men are – it's not um no one goes to do that because it looks glamorous they're right. doing it probably to escape something or to yep. get or gets good money hard hard but good um, money
1: yeah it uh it, this this feels like um uh this uh it, even though they're completely two separate uh, uh pieces of fiction Uh, I feel like, uh, in a weird way, this probably, the story would probably pair nicely with, like, either reading or listening to the audiobook version of it. And then, like, immediately watching The Lighthouse, uh, especially in reference to Pattinson's character in that film. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, that sounds, that, yeah, that's, that sounds accurate. Like, yeah,
0: it's that it's running. that kind of guy that's just trying to get away from something, and then this looked about as far away as you could get, uh, right. and and still on paper sound like a good deal. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. what could what could be hard about sitting for you know six months man in a a lighthouse, you know
1: the the, the madness the, the the madness is, is yeah. typically the biggest issue. Huh. The high high, high mental fortitude stats are required for uh jobs like that
0: <laughs> yeah and this one's definitely the kind of the other side it's you get um you get the camaraderie like these men are through a tough situation and they're all just going to bars and you know dealing with the stress of it and having opportunities for stress relief, which wasn't the case, um, in the lighthouse. Right. Like there's nowhere to go. You're, you're at the one place and you're stuck there. Your stress relief oh. is the, the weird little shack with the mermaid fetish.
1: So, <laughs> right. Um, I was actually, there was, there was also something else that I thought of, especially, uh, during this, uh, this opening before they actually set out on the hunt and um it was oh i bet this is like what the the people of the hamlet like the men folk of the hamlet from darkest dungeon are doing and dealing with like cuz you know uh that you know you're upgrading buildings in there, and I'm like, "Well, where are the building material? I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's probably like a whole group of people that have to go out into the woods and fail trees, and it just made me think of that like that's the kind of scenario um that these men are dealing with because they, they mentioned that like, you, you know, you'll either be killed on the job or you have almost an equal chance of getting into a bar fight and being murdered by one of your uh, uh, workmates that way. It, it, it because it's, it's high stress. Uh, it It is a high stress job that, you know, can break people and, and, and turn them bad.
0: Yeah. And so with all that in mind, these are the dudes that are going out into the woods to go get a couple deer and bring them back, uh, for the, for the photo op. Uh, and they, they run afoul of things in the woods and of anyone kind of, it's, it's the same. I think predator was an apt comparison as far as like people, uh, in a bad situation, dealing with something terrible, the characters in question are going to be the most like prepared to do that, right. and it doesn't matter. Like in the <clears throat> in the, at the end of the day, like that didn't help them. Yes. Exactly. Or I mean, if it did, they lasted a little bit, like they survived a little longer, <laughs> right? And yeah, that's just, is... yeah. It's I mean, it's it's all to underscore the the situation, um, right? That it's it's something that it's so far beyond uh, human ken that it you it doesn't matter who you are you don't have a chance unless it's given to you which is worse maybe <laughs>
1: yeah yes uh it is it the the situation that they ultimately find themselves in is yeah. is insurmountable by humanoids uh you know at, to the point where they could have actually have been, you know, all of them in their prime during the war and encountered this situation and still wouldn't uh and it still wouldn't have changed the outcome of it. There there, there is nothing that they could do once they found themselves in it.
0: Yeah, the 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 only thing they maybe could have done is to leave. Yeah, yes. And that and that um that idea and that proposition is kind of given to them a few times and they just don't take it. <clears throat> but it's not a, um, it's weird because it's not a, uh, like a knock on their characters. Um, if anything, it's, it's what that showcases is things, some things are inexorable and inevitable and you don't have uh, a say in it. Mm-mm. like at all and that's right. um it's hammered home toward the end so we'll we'll get to that when we when we get that far um the men are off into the woods and uh the youngest of them horn uh he just keeps like popping off on weird stuff and yeah. he you know he's taste i think he takes a shot at a ptarmigan and it uh it knocks him on his ass and, and sends his <laughs> donkey running off. And it took him an extra wasted time of half an hour to go track the donkey down to get it back. And he's just, they, you know, they're having a good old time as best yeah. they can out in the, out yeah. in the forest that no yeah. one knows. I mean, it's not mapped like they just they have, they have a map,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's probably not a reliable one. And no one's gone out
1: here. Right. Uh, even though, even though you know, this is where they suspect that the the deer are. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they're they're territory. F-
0: yeah, they're following deer signs, so right. they know they know there's deer here. They've seen them and they've seen their spoor and things. So they're they're not. They know what they're doing when it comes to hunting, but they've just none of them have gone out into this part. They've just kind of stay in the camp area, which is already
1: out in the middle of nowhere. Right um yeah horns the um that that annoying kid in every group that um causes lots of problems for absolutely no reason other than that they're young and they want to you know be jockey for position in that group and uh it it's the worst <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Horn, um I wish I had I don't have any of this dialogue um pulled up, but it's it's the the narrator for the so we both listen to the audio version and the narrator is fantastic at doing just these these differentiating these gentlemen and, and giving them solid personalities and voices of their own. Um, mm-hmm. Just through his um, per- his performance, and I, I was going to try to do the voice, but I I don't have um here. I got like a a, a small bit. Um, I wonder if I can do it. Uh, let's see here. This is he. He had just um, they they found him after he had hit his head. Uh, yeah, tripped and smacked Manogin. Weren't no stop, though, no sir. There's a snare yonder. Probably more where they come from. That's the best I got. <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a, like it's a tough, high drawl. It's 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 very proto boonhauser from <laughs> King of the Hill. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's good. I mean, you don't you don't like horn, no. But I can appreciate. The, the effort that went into bringing him to life.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, or uh, a Gomer pile from... Andy yeah, right <laughs> he's and,
0: maybe it. a Gomer pile.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh,
0: goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, he just keeps making trouble for everybody. Yep. And not on purpose, uh, okay. just because he's inept.
1: Right. Um, and it, they don't ever really, you know, indicate that they... Uh, um, uh, reprimand him for no, they don't. He's he they, they're just like, God
0: damn it, Horn. <laughs> like, when'd you do that? And just deal with
1: it. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, uh well, I, mean, especially- I it's, it's
0: not really, it's they're old, they, they're just like, whatever. This young pup's just gonna do what he's gonna do, and we have to clean up his mess. That's that's what it feels like
1: yeah yeah i guess He's like the kid brother
0: that's just a screw up
1: <laughs> right um, I, I guess the, the the other thing about it is like they're not complaining and they're not in like any like there is a time limit on on it because the the photojournalist is coming but they're n- in no hurry to get this done because it just means that the faster they get it done the faster they have to get back to work and possibly be mutilated and maimed and die. So
0: yeah, no, this was all like a break that they were welcome to. To take for the most part. Um, they, uh, they're not, um, reticent about it except for, uh, Bane, old Moses. And he's, he's more, um, he's superstitious, uh, Mm -hmm. for a good reason. And he doesn't like the area that they're headed toward. Right. And he's also very suspicious of like where do they get the map from that? And he's like, that's not a a map we should be following. Mm-hmm. And it's it's um so the 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 map itself is referenced in the story um as a uh It's referenced in multiple stories, but it's, it's said to be a torn off page of the Mordor de Caliginus, um, which is the Black Guide. Um, well, I, okay, I have, I have a quote for it. Um, I think this is probably Moses. I don't, I can't do this voice. That's way too, it's, I'll try. Few of them explorers fell on hard luck and got killed or lost. Some tried to pioneer and disappeared. But one of them, a Russian, came back and wrote himself a book. And pieces of that book wound up in another kind of field guide. It looks like a farmer's almanac, except black with a broken circle on the cover. That was pretty good. I have, I have to no, try was, to make sure was, I wasn't blading it, but
1: <laughs> right. No, that was, yeah. No, that was great. Uh Yes. Uh hey guess what it's a it's another mystical esoteric book of of, of horrible truths and and facts that there is you know surprise everyone now you know exactly what kind of story this is
0: Yeah the the black guide is um Baron's, his necronomicon like it's right. in so many stories uh and there are multiple versions of it like uh, and people it's not something i think in one tale it's found in a library like in the the occult reserved section um Mm -hmm. but uh, otherwise it's something that kind of falls into unassuming hands um just because it's it's there a lot of people they find it in gift shops like they're mm-hmm. just in little tourist town and it's just in a gift shop and it's a it's a, a little a black book with a circle on the cover and it's like, oh, that's weird and people will get it and they, uh, it, it has, um, attractions and sites, uh, all across, I think it's the world, but continental U.S. for sure, um, and they are are things that are not on any other guide book. They're not something right. you could just find. They're off the beaten path uh but they seem to uh they seem to exist because you have the book like that lets you find it able to find it yeah yeah, and um it. Never ends well. Like it's always right. very, very bad. Um, there are places you should never go. And, uh, had you not had that book, you would never have found it. Um, and the other thing about the guide is that it is, um, ooh, kind of like, I know there's some other comparison. Um, it's kind of like geocaching where whoever's using the guide might find something and puts their own entry in it so it's it's a it's a, a compilation of many people writing into it
1: right it's a it's a living it's an actual living text that is constantly it, being
0: updated yeah and, and it's updated and generally the um because i don't think it's a very big book uh as far as like size wise mm-hmm. and when you're writing in it it's like little cramped very very tiny script mm-hmm. and so it's hard to read it um it gives you headaches because of the size and probably from what you're reading <laughs> right and you also um like it lets you find like one thing like you, mm-hmm. you you can't flip through it and find even the same stuff again like you kind of have to wherever you open it to like that's the thing that you're supposed to go to you don't get to like Pick and choose between stuff.
1: It, it's, right, it's just it kind of tailors itself to you. It, it's a, yeah, it, it's kind of like everybody's individual Silent Hill. So the yeah. individual picking up the book is probably going to be directed to a different location.
0: Yeah, some some different horrible fate. Um, right. Anyway, the the map that they're using is ostensibly from that guide and uh because of that um bane recognizes it and uh, his um i think it's his grandfather was a um uh, a, a preacher that had gone um evangelizing all over the world and came back and was disillusioned with his faith and ended up um collecting a lot of like esoteric books and had um shown some of those things to to bane and um for a for a an old war vet mountain man he's he's very well read um and Mm -hmm. and and steeped in in shakespeare and all all kinds of things that everyone else is kind of surprised about but he doesn't um he doesn't make any bones about ever really revealing that Mm -hmm. it's more just that's just his past and he lets it sit there
1: yeah. Um but it, it's the, the, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say I think they indicate that he actually just generally doesn't speak much at all. Um but he is he, but when he does he he reveals that he is in fact very well read.
0: I think it's Rourke. I think uh, Rourke doesn't a, say anything and that's his I want to say that they hang out together like I I I think I think it was saying Bane and Rourke were in the Spanish-American War together. Like they, they served together and they've just been together the whole time. And Rourke doesn't say anything except for when he's like, he says good. He's talking about, um, Bane going, yeah, I I like his Shakespeare. (laughs) He, He reads it real well. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're following the map not to like a specific point but just to use as a reference so they can get back to camp from just wandering off into to go after deer it's just like a land like a land navigation guide um and they well it's really it's uh, horn again that just runs off because he, he shot a, a a doe i think and it um it didn't kill it, so he's tracking it off into the, the brush. And uh, Ma and Rourke, I think, uh, go after him. They're lost in the brush, and all the rest of the, the gentlemen, like, they hear um, gunshots, and it, it's it's spaced out to be like a call for help signal. Uh, so the rest of the crew goes after the, the three men. And they find Horn, who's, uh, he's potentially been, been bushwhacked. He had uh, yes. tri- tripped on the snare, uh, and cracked his head on a, on a stump. And Ma and Rorick are just, they nowhere to be found. He says that they were talking to some strange men and that the voices of the, the, the strangers, like frightened Horn cause he was like in and out of consciousness. Um, but, Mon, uh followed them off somewhere
1: right um the they also uh find what a tripwire that rings a bell,
0: <laughs> yeah, so they they're like we you know yeah we don't like this this is not <laughs> this isn't there's no good to come of this right um and they find uh a very because all, all, they're in old forest old growth forest and they find uh a tree a tree it's with tr- with with something carved on it what leonard what what is this tree uh
1: it's it's a door the tree's a door <laughs> um it's 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 a container for hey surprise it's a container for a horrible Eldridge uh, uh, monstrosity because, the, so horrible that, um, I forget who, who, uh, uh prized opened the hinge of it, uh, I guess they, Stevens, but, yeah they 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 see what's inside uh, and they don't like it, and it makes the and it makes the brain go blank, and they close it immediately, and they say, "Yeah, we don't wanna talk about it, uh, it was bad, uh, and we need to keep going um well, you know, uh, they would have said that if what the <laughs> sun didn't start spewing black fire yeah it,
0: uh, it there's an eclipse
1: happening. yeah. Uh, which is always a bad sign. Hey, hey, um, uh, 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 trees with doors in them is is a bad sign. Uh, uh, Opening and closing a tree with a door in it and then uh, uh, witnessing an eclipse, you you know, they were in the war. I know there's this sense of camaraderie and, like, no man left behind or anything, but no, you just... That's when you like wipe your hands clean and and trot back and say, "Hey, we couldn't find any deer. Also, we lost these two guys um, because <laughs> then they wouldn't have lost more guys."
0: Yeah, or the entire camp because yep. yeah, there's yeah, that to exactly. deal with, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so uh, they and, and... go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say and then it get, turns from Predator into Resident Evil 4.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking like Bloodborne.
1: Yes, yes. It was it was a very even split it's, in my mind yeah, between it's Bloodborne very and
0: Hemick <laughs> Hemick channeling.
1: Uh and and um what is it? The Forbidden mainly the Forbidden Woods for me like Yeah, I think
0: you I think outputs. if you combine those two, yeah. But yeah, they stumble upon an a, 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 an old, quaint European village. Uh, yeah, in in the foothills of this mountain, it's um we find it's been literally transplanted from from Europe to to here. Yeah, from um, somewhere in the British Isles to to Washington.
1: Um, oh, and let's see. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Bloodborne, it's Resident Evil 4, and it's a little Wicker Man, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they get into the village, and it's, um, little stone, stone buildings, and there's a, there is a, um, a medieval tower with, uh, crenelated tower, so that's definitely not something that would exist um, on, on this particular continent ever nope. um, it's a forbidding tower and a little village around it uh, there's no men, there's only women uh, that they see and you, they run the range from um, quite young to very old, however there are no children and all of the women are pregnant
1: Yeah yep (laughs) that yeah that was the that was the somerset isle like feel like oh man uh you know all women all pregnant huh no men huh and 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 trees with doors with spermy uncoiling things and um yep this is yeah i every time every time Every time uh, I I ingest a a Lovecraft adjacent story, I'm just like, man, there were so many times where you could, you should have just laughed. Although the central theme is that you you ultimately can never get away; it's it's beyond you, so you can only do what you do, which ends up being the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah. Uh they're they're greeted by one of the matrons of the town uh who's entreating them to kind of like take a load off uh the the men'll be back soon and they'll they'll have a big feast and party
1: and then the guys can go home. Yeah. Uh it- here, sit by sit by our horrifically creepy statue. Um, late yes. ladies, bring them lemonade and pie, which was like my favorite. It, it's 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 like it's always a real like fun unintentional comedy beat. Uh, for me, when it's like here's this unnameable horrible effigy, uh, uh, take a load off right here, and and get our guests uh, some some refreshments and and beverages, and I'm just always like, why, why? <laughs> no, I <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> don't want to eat anything with your creepy like elongated hand being uh, statue.
0: Yeah this also brought to mind um the uh, midsummer or midsummer yes. from Miaster yes. and <laughs> yep. uh, I thought about that a bit when I was re- when I was listening to this um going yeah this is just not it's not going to go well for these for these gentlemen um and it doesn't because they they find uh in one of the buildings um they find uh dear old ma who uh He's he's like the the biggest of them. He was very, very strong. Able to yes. able to um cart around like three hundred pound things and a half a ton um uh of cast iron oven that got stuck in the mud and he just like picks it up. So he's yep. a he's a big big kinda dumb dude, but um he's they find him tied to a chair uh with the with the old uh hey let's take your intestines out on a winch
1: uh torture yep, yep there was uh I, I haven't actually seen the film personally but i I've, I've heard it uh talked about and referenced uh, a lot recently um uh, mainly for one specific scene but it, it 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 felt very much like um the the scene uh from uh, bone tomahawk Uh, uh, There is a very, very specific scene in that film. Um, That's what it reminded me of. It also reminded me of um, Vince Vaughn's uh, nightmare torture from the cell as well.
0: Yeah, and then I get a flash of... uh, It's definitely... Not uh, well, I mean, I guess weird tangent, super tangent. But, um, the, the short film Cigarette Burns in the Masters of Horror collection has uh Udo Kier um, p- putting his intestines through uh, a reel to reel movie, like <laughs> cinema thing, and turning it on, and it's unreeling him to so he can become part of the movie.
1: That sounds that sounds like a role that Udo Kier would play 100%. There's nothing nothing the moment I had heard Udo Kier I was like, "All right, what are you doing now, guy?" Uh, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. That that's on brand.
0: Uh yeah, it's on brand and that one um I just I, I could just recommend that, not on strength of that performance alone, but um because it it like the um The Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp, uh, where he's a, a book collector and he's after a Forbidden Tome. Um uh the Cigarette Burns is the idea of a film um collector uh after a specific like lost print. Um, of a movie that's a a cursed thing like every time it's been shown like the theater's burned down or people killed themselves um so it's that sort of people searching after terrible forbidden knowledge uh, and it just turning out about the way you think it's gonna go (laughs) poorly and um that uh that's enough of a similar subject matter to kind of like put in the same wheelhouses as, as this um mm-hmm. simply because there's a lot of uh people finding out terrible things and then terrible things being done to them because they found about out about the bad
1: right oh yeah they they do actually like reference like the idea oh i think it's horn specifically or maybe maybe someone else. Um, the story specifically references like not giving a name to things because you draw it down from the ether and give it power and give it shape and form. Um,
0: which, yeah, it's it's mentioned. I I I don't remember who said it. Um, it might have been Miller. I think it was like a a, a, a side where he's thinking to himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah uh Miller does have a lot of, of of great yeah that it was Miller and he has a lot of great moments uh, uh like that throughout the uh, story um my uh particular another favorite is um the part of himself that's always watchful and takes no joy or love in anything and I'm like yep that sounds like that is that is a man that's been at war like there is a a a shard of his being that takes no joy or pleasure or or anything and is just constantly aware because that is that was part of his life and a necessary skill in order to keep living
0: yeah um and we find that in um his his actually his first entry when he's when he's talking to um, the, uh, the foreman. And the foreman's like, you was a sniper, weren't you? And uh, the quote is, behind Miller's left eye, the world cracked and vomited blood. Red sky, limning a benighted prairie of scrub and slick pebbles like the scales on the spine of the Ouroboros. He's like in full post-traumatic stress disorder most oh of the time. absolutely yeah he's just all kinds of jacked up um and and even in the middle of when he's dealing with the events in the town he's everything he's doing is just flashing him back to the trenches right he's like I, I keep thinking of the the sound Of this, you know, particular person screaming uh, is the sound of men screaming when they're swollen with mustard gas or they're wrapped up in barbed wire. And it's just he's caught in in those moments like that stuff never left him at all.
1: Hmm. All right which expl- you know once again you you you're running from something if you're doing this work it's either for the money or because you're running from something and that is it's literally hey I can't go back to uh living life in 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 polite society uh you know because world war 1 so logging is is where it is for me <laughs> moving forward yeah
0: and, uh, yeah, so they, they realize they're, they're up shit creek, uh, when they find Ma and they, they don't want to leave him, but he's like way too big to, to get. So they just, yeah. they shoot him in the head. So to make sure that he's dead because there's no, you can't recover from having your intestines, um, pulled out on a spool. Nope. So yeah, they, they, they shut him of this world. And, um, decide they need to get the hell out of there. Uh, and Rourke is, um, what he, they're told he was taken to the tower, the master's home. And, <laughs> yes. uh, they're like, we need to go bust him out of there. Um, but, uh, all, all the men are, are now coming back from the, uh, the field in, in a, in a procession of, um, uh, lanterns, which, Put me in mind yes. of uh, the scene in, um, oh, what? The Viking movie with, I can't think of the name but It's, it's 13th Warrior? Mo- yes, 13th Warrior.
1: <laughs> I'm just going, like, oh. I
0: have to pull it from the ether. Um, yeah, the, the, Horde coming down the mountain in a long like dragon of fire but it's it's just dudes carrying torches
1: uh uh, not not to toot my own horn but just just on the basis of it of it reminds me of that viking movie and i'm like there's only one viking movie i can think of and it's a 13th warrior a movie that i have never seen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just know that I just remember all of the marketing material for that movie making it look like it like an inhuman supernatural force which is also the intent of the movie but like that was the only thing that I could think of that remotely related to Vikings that it could be
0: my other pool would have been the um the the Viking epic with um the
1: guy that plays Hannibal. Oh, wait, um, oh, um ooh, ah, Anthony Hopkins?
0: No, sorry. Um uh, Death Death Stranding.
1: Oh, was oh Mads
0: Stranding. Mickelson. <laughs> yes, Mads Mickelson. Um Oh is, yeah. Uh, the the uh, I, it's really good. I don't know why I can't think of the, the name of the film, but, um, yeah, yeah well, all, all you have to do is look up Mads Mikkelsen and it's, uh, it's like, it's not berserker. It's, it's like a one, one word. Hollow rising. There. Yes. uh it's fantastic
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it, it, it feels a lot like this actually, because it's a weird lone guy, just kind of tripping and battling people.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So it it uh, either of those would kind of remind Thirteenth Warrior specifically because that that one scene, the line of fire coming down the mountain. <laughs> but yeah, so they decide. Um, Well, they're just trying to get to the tower and they realize that the the men um, have kind of tricked them and are are already back in the village and are ambushing them. So there's just a big, there's a big firefight and it goes on for a very long time. Yep. Uh, Which is super weird because these guys didn't bring like a lot of ammunition. Like they had just enough to go on a hunt.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, but I what I think the uh what is it? It's the I forget who has basically the elephant gun that ends up setting the entire village on fire.
0: Yeah, I think it was Stevens maybe. He just had um, a du- yeah. double double-barreled beast of a, a gun that's like blowing holes in buildings and evaporating people. people.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah and this is uh the scene this battle scene is uh very descriptive and very gory um uh um, um what's the what's the young pup's name horn. I like horn horn gets a once again this is also the reason that like this specifically is feels like the most resident evil 4 cuz it's like horn gets like pierced all the way through with a pitchfork um, and you've got uh, people's heads being blown off and flying by other people's heads and everyone's getting injured except for what? Uh, Miller. Yeah, Miller. Um, which, uh, you know, he, he reflects on and is like, yeah, I also barely was injured during the war, too. He's like, I went
0: through the trenches and I got like a scrape.
1: Yeah, from like a piece of shrapnel. Um Yeah like that his uh, yeah. his luck
0: is strong as far as in injury in
1: terrible situations yes um uh and even worse like this is the uh, like that uh, you know and they 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 set the they essentially set the village on fire uh it, entire village on fire they take uh everybody except uh miller gets gets um um uh, really Badly injured in some way. And uh, they also just failed to save their friend in the tower and have to spend the night listening to him burn to death in it, Um, which is real gnarly.
0: Yeah, it's hours of him screaming out their names, like, individually and trying to call for help. And knowing how things pan out, um, he... He may have already been dead, honestly, right. Uh, right? Or, or just like way beyond saving before they even got to the village. Like his fate was sealed yeah. in the tower. Like, Ma. Yeah, and so they they, they hole up in um, the entrance to a a cave cavern system, and yeah. uh, it's it just goes downhill from there for these for these men they're just one pretty much waiting for horn to die he's been perforated by that pitchfork so it's it's he's not going to make it um and we were treated to like a little bit more information um uh, on part of uh, bane kind of explains a few things and then surprisingly uh enough uh horn starts giving a lot of information on the area and the people and what they're really dealing with um although uh some of that feels like it was um dream logic interpreted by miller because it's it's a it's a weird half uh awake half asleep segment,
1: yeah yeah because what like a a a a thick uh iridescent vapor seeps uh it uh up from the cave system uh, uh to them and that's when horn starts expositing like it caught me off guard i was like oh i'm like oh is he like is something essentially like speaking through him cuz it, it, you know this doesn't he because it's 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 more it's too intelligible and like knowledgeable for it to have been something that Horn knew before then and, and just simply not said anything. So it felt very much like an entity, like half speaking through him, like once again, just like possibly like speaking through his dreams, like he's close to death. He's going to die because that pitchfork went straight through him. Um, so it's kind of, it felt very much like it was just kind of like puppeting him to exposit all of this information.
0: Yeah, I I was leaning toward that, but also that Horn could have known some of that just based on the connected stories to this one and how people uh, right. um how they behave. And mm-hmm. when you're part of this very specific cult. Uh, you're not, um, you don't get to do it in halves. Like you can't, a lot of it's family based, like it's just, it's just in your family and you don't get to walk out away from it. Um, and he could have known those things and then just, that's why he was up in this camp. It's, I think that there's a lot of room to dig around the yes or no of that. Um, but ultimately, it really doesn't matter. Um, we just were given that information, and it, the 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 source is it. It's not a a big deal, um, mostly because Horn's just going to die, and he. I think that he knew that because he isn't dragged off into the darkness. He like goes willingly into the dark, right. Uh, the men, when they went into the cave, um, Rourke Stevens and um, Bane uh, went, they explored a little bit further because they were just trying to make sure that um, people couldn't come up from behind them, like if they didn't, didn't have an exit. And they, they went a little ways in and then just kind of came back and were like, yeah, we're going to stay at the mouth of the cave. <laughs> we're just going to yep. stay right here and they didn't say um, to to miller and horn like why that was um until after this sort of dream sequence and horn goes missing uh they hear horn possibly horn um calling for help like in the in yeah. the so far away that it's it, it's indistinguishable from it being like um wind through a crack in the rocks yeah but it's the help me boys. And again, if you want to pull up predator and they do call that Uh, out, um, uh, it would be um, predators technically uh, where Danny Trejo's character is used as bait and a voice recording of him saying, help me is just kind of on loop. Mm -hmm. And they call it out saying that that's an old uh, Indian trick um, where, Uh, party members you know pulled off into the darkness and then made to call for help Um, right but it's really just uh, bait for a trap and that's pretty much what this is yep so what did what did they what did the gentleman
1: see when they went down into the, the cavern uh they saw a big monolith well they saw a network of tunnels and a big monolith with a big uh, slimy hole in it
0: yeah it's a it's a hole that um changes sizes it pulses um and it has a um a certain smell to it and a certain feeling to it that uh alternately in, in turns like is repulsive by its nature and then there's something about it that w- draws one in um yes in the croning uh this it's pretty much the same place and yes. it's uh it, it's revealed that this this whole is a it's a path to uh old leech and old leech is is one of the sort of elder gods in the in the in the barren verse uh, of which there are many um terrifying horrible things in the dark of the world and of space uh space itself is um inhabited uh, by things in the dark. So all of dark matter, all of any possible worlds, um, are filled with like terrifying creatures that you just do not want to run into. Uh, so man would never like have it. You can't go past earth.
1: Like, yes. It's, it's all stay. just,
0: it's stay on earth, but that's even then earth has already been seeded um by uh terrible things uh and they um they adhor light and are yeah. waiting um I- until like another ice age kind of happens um they are what destroyed like the dinosaurs and other big extinction events um right and they're engineering bit by bit um that they're they're kind of terraforming uh earth to be um habitable outside of the dark spaces um so old Leech can can uh, rise to the the surface again and consume because that's just what old beach does is eat and right now is likened to a, a slumbering bear uh that's just terrible um beneath the, the surface of all things and uh yes. the cracks in the earth are um they're in in this universe uh the hollow earth theory is a reality so okay. all cave systems and all caverns are one thing like they're they're traversable um right not really not really by people um but by all the terrible stuff in the dark um, can kind of move between dimensions and spaces and uh pop up like anywhere anywhere there's Mm -hmm. a bit of darkness a shadow um and they make that clear uh, a little bit later uh when it's some of them men's families are kind of called out as threats and they're like we know where all of your entire family is and we can just pop up when it's dark which it's uh, it's it's dark every day like (laughs) there's not a, a time period there's not like gotta wait till fall it's it will just be there at night
1: right um oh and it's also um when they discovered the monolith that we realized um why there aren't any children uh which is uh they all the children are sacrifices um the the uh the the women are are used to breed basically sacrifices to uh remain in the favor of of old leech and and his brood um,
0: and it's super which, weird cuz it's not really even in the favor um they're just pe- people in general are just cattle right they're 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 feed uh they pr- they they provide provender um to old leech And the, the babies are consumed. Yes. It, it, the baby, and they use the bones as mortar for these like obelisks and things. Also, um, so old leech isn't, uh, is like omnipresent in, in the core of their, their, space it's not like it's it's multi-dimensional being it's in multiple places at once i think uh Mm -hmm. it's children are the the servitors the things that are in the dark um those are what people deal with okay Uh, the the
1: liaisons
0: (laughs) yeah and the the children aren't children Um, in that sense, aside from their, uh, transfigured. So all all of the civilizations and things that old leech runs into and consumes, (laughs) um, are kind of co-opted. Uh, and the, the, it's the spawn of old leech don't, um, they don't procreate uh, in, you know, they don't procreate normally. They're, um, the way that they make another child is through the conversion of a sentient being, um, into one of their own
1: kind. Oh, okay. So it's the board. They're, they're, uh, they're yeah. The love, Lovecraft boards. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and the conversion isn't even, uh, sometimes it's willing because you get perks for right. joining the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, uh, that, that, that conversion is like not often. Like they don't just willingly convert people, um, because, right, because they, the- they, they feed off of babies and fear. Um, oh, okay. and so, and pennywise. cowardice. Yeah. And cowardice <laughs> because cowardice is the cousin to fear. Mm. Um, so they use people for their amusement. Um, and Food. they're, it's, <laughs> and it's like a long game. They're not because they know that they can't exist like in the general daylight hours um they they aren't in any they're never in any kind of hurry they don't want to just consume the world because then it's there's nothing left right so they just kind of like stretch it out for hundreds of years and they're they're bas right. they're functionally immortal mm-hmm. um and they they exist. Just to kind of feed and keep themselves um not bored Yeah, right, and I think there's a quote, maybe it's in the croning, but um the uh, uh the the one weakness of the immortal is ennui, like if they're just bored, <laughs> yes, they might die of boredom, uh, mm-hmm. so they entertain themselves through the suffering of people. they're kind of like cenobites in that way, yeah. Um, aside from like feeding on weird notions of, of pain and pleasure, uh, it's more like just fear, fear and suffering, but the idea of that too. So they, they want, um, they want people to know about them in a way like you would know about the tooth fairy or something to keep them, in the minds of mankind but in the background right so it's just the subconscious yeah it, it it fosters like a fear of the dark and of the unknown and those things are what give them sustenance so it's it's to their benefit that man doesn't uh forget about them yes because they're just waiting anyway but they want man to kind of be aware of that on a like on a a primal level Mm -hmm.
1: yeah like an urban legend or a yeah you know fairy tale and like oh man this logging cap just completely vanished off the face of the earth isn't that weird in this very you know desolate region um yeah it's just pennywise pennywise borg Cenobites.
0: <laughs> yeah and that's called out in um in the croning uh um miller's cousin or one of miller's cousins in present day uh is um a uh, a professor of um ge- he's a geologist mm-hmm. So he's run into the children of Old Leech like multiple times in his life. But, uh, when you're exposed to Old Leech or any of the cosmic entities, it like jacks your brain up if you're just a regular dude. Mm-hmm. And you, it Swiss cheeses your memory. So after a while, you just think you have like early onset of dementia but ah. it's just because you saw terrible things and your bit just erodes your brain. Right. Um, so he kept seeing them and kept just getting like inflicted, uh, uh, san- sanity damage like too often. <laughs> um, but when he went to, uh, the remains of Slango camp, uh, he saw the village, the village itself was just burnt to nothing. It's just, uh, you could tell there was something there and it's been raised to the ground. I think the tower maybe was still there. Mm-hmm. um or parts of it or something but um he likens it to uh the 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 village of um uh, the the Croatoan uh Roanoke Island disappearance
1: oh yes yes
0: and it's like that and that is that event um was another uh elder god um Croatoan god that um it's a, it's it's the mother that exists in the earth um and in the mountains and that's in the tale old virginia and that's another one where the protagonist is like a s- s- older uh veteran who was in m- multiple world wars and is now like a an ex cia kind of government guy called in to um check on know to, to provide security for a experiment out in the woods okay, uh, where an old old woman is um, being uh, monitored because she has uh, like ex- extrasensory abilities um, but it all ties back to uh that croto and um, her her mother is the thing that um, vanished that colony okay. So the in this the 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 children of old leech um are are basically what's um set up this village. Like the village is is a transplant from Europe and is a, a, a splinter of the um cult of Old Leech. Yeah. The the representative of that is the um, the doctor that pops up yeah, at the very yes. end, and he uh, is a, uh, a he's one of the children.
1: Yes, Boris uh, uh, uh,
0: Kalamov. Kalamov. Yes. Kalamov. Yes. Yeah, and this isn't even this is like the skin of Kalamov. So the the children of old Leech, they can't survive daylight uh but right. what they can do is wear people suits so of they they take people and rewire them and make kind of like astronaut suits out of them so they use their existing nervous system and and just they're sort of puppeting them but as a suit
1: yep Kind of, uh, um it, uh, it reminded me of Alan Wake um, basically what happens to people that are possessed by the dark presence in that game it's just nerve endings and 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 a skin uh filled with writhing darkness that cannot survive the light
0: yeah that's essentially what this is um aside from it being more of a a, a, a there they're referred to as the limbless ones, and they're kind of worms, like yes, say, singular, multi-segmented bodies that have way too many joints in them. Yep, and they just stuff themselves into people bodies, uh, um, or or that's... transform people into them. Also, that can happen. Right.
1: That's uh, that's what was actually in the door in the tree was a bunch of them because they all had faces.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they were just swimming up from the, the indeterminate depths. But, yeah. uh, the, the, the good doctor is, uh, I, I want to say he's who was funding Slango Camp. I don't remember off the top my head, but, uh, his, what happened was the, the men arrived, um, to the village and burnt it down. But the that was the height of their like every so many years festival um yes. when there was the eclipse. And it was like the the particularly worst time they could have come to interrupt it. And that's uh uh the Kalimov calls them out by name, you know, going, You you men from Porlock, and that's a reference to um uh I think it's Coleridge had written yes. um uh, is it the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam? Um, he was writing a story and a dude from Porlock showed up and interrupted him and he couldn't finish the story. Right. So now that's <laughs> that's become like literal shorthand for anyone that's stopping a creative endeavor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, which in this case, good. <laughs> but for them personally... Uh, I guess not even good, because, you know... No, it wiped out, like, 200
0: people in the camp,
1: also. And and also, they'll just end up succeeding anyway, because they have all the time in the world. Universe, really.
0: Yeah, it didn't stop anything from happening. Like, it didn't... It just punished themselves for no reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all of them, and nobody makes it out of this, uh, aside from Miller who ends up striking a deal
1: uh, with,
0: and it's not even a,
1: not it's even not, a deal, no, it's really. really a
0: deal. It's just an enforced thing. Like, here's what you're going to do. And we won't yeah. torture you for eternity.
1: Yes. Um, I also just, I do really love that. He's like, you know what? Um, Rather than, you know, be forced to, uh, exist with you, horrible entities in the dark cor- corners of the world, uh, I'm just gonna just shoot myself and be done with it. And I'm like, yep, there you go. That's, you, you, you figured out the one trick that, that almost, unless you're dealing with a necromancer, almost always wins.
0: <laughs> yeah, that wet would have been the one out. Um, Potentially, but yes. uh, Miller is convinced otherwise by by virtue of giving a bunch of money
1: <laughs> and being and, di- and just being told that he can leave. Yeah,
0: he's <laughs> like, you can just walk away. Like, yep. take take all this money, get out of here, um, and be fruitful. Be yeah. very fruitful and multiply and create lots and lots of children.
1: Right, oh, and also, when you are very old and about to die, you tell people this story,
0: uh, yeah, because like, that he's he's kind of- being used as urban legend fodder, right, propagating you
1: know, giving the, them power by, yeah, giving by them more
0: fear, yes.
1: And I do love that the doctor <laughs> pops up. I love at the end after he's collected the money because the doctor just tells him like, "Yeah, we I hid it in a stump over there, so go ahead and just grab it." That like after he collects it, he, he the doctor just pops up from behind a stump and is like, "But that's when he de- delivers the the conditions." Uh, but it's once again, it is just like it is. It is horrifying. Like I imagine it, and you know his description of like the skin is is like this the 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 Men in Black Edgar uh, skin suit is starting to fall apart. But the idea of just. It's very Tim and Eric spaghetti, but with an eldritch entity of like, by the way, here are these conditions that you need to meet in order for this to work. It's 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 both horrifying and also unbelievably silly to me to just have an entity pop up from behind a stump and <laughs> give well, I mean, and
0: he's like the mayor from my uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like a round man with a tall stovepipe hat
1: oh that's right oh yeah i forgot about i forgot about like his actual physical description yeah that yes that is very yeah
0: Yeah, and he like spiders up into the trees when
1: he's disappearing yep well, oh, he's kind of like, he's kind of, they, they say that he's actually quite large, like his head, hand could like wrap around a human head. So he's also kind of like Salazar from Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: huge. He's huge. And that's, <laughs> that's something that, um, all of the children are, they're very big. Um, yeah,
1: physically large. Yes.
0: Yeah, like, like gigantism, like way bigger than people, like three, three times the size of a person in the same, Skin, so that's worse. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah, and Miller's left to go his own way, true to the the word of um the good doctor. And he has he has his kids, and then he has a uh poltergeist esque uh weeping willow in the backyard. Yep. And it's just, it sways and its shadow writhes like worms. And, uh, when his, his child is born, um, he, he just has had enough of the tree and he, he cuts it down. The first thing, first thing he's cut down in 20 years and the inside is rotten and he sees, uh, a segmented creature like disappearing down the down through the root system um, yeah when, he, when he's cut it and he so he just burns the whole thing and it's great that like the unease of this tree had like spread through the town ta- like everyone's just you know they're they're it's not really slow clapping but they're just doing that like congrats like thank you for destroying the evil uh after yeah. all these years and even his wife is just like that's I didn't know that that was a thing that I needed to have done um so there's just that sort of resigned like it's why that takes so long but no one could do anything about it until then right like cuz they right. didn't know that that was the source of what was bothering them
1: yes exactly it, it it's 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 like the most innocuous uh you know sense of like dread and danger, but because it's been inhabited by this thing um and is is odd but not odd enough to clearly be the source uh it it just in in, in instills like yeah um,
0: it's like the creepy fear. old tree and,
1: <laughs> yep it's the creepy old tree it is it is the it's the the uh, it's it's the trees from the blasted heath from the color out of space it's the trees from the upper cathedral ward in bloodborne it's yeah it's it's the bad tree that needs to go because it has a horrible shadow worm monster that that slithers back into the center of the earth like a tapeworm yeah
0: and that's uh that is the the long and short of the the men from porlock there's a few other um bits i think that i would discuss at length um another time We we i we need to cover specifically the other tangential tales um and kind of weave all this together um in in a in a, a more like holistic manner so we'll at a later date um pop back in and uh sort of update our our old leech um entry (laughs) yes but um yeah was there was there anything else that i I think that was it i don't i can't think of any outstanding bits
1: yeah no it's um it uh it it's 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 hard-boiled it's violent it's gory it's unpleasant it's it's very it's uh you know very lovecrafty uh uh, which is always uh, uh, a thing that I uh, am a fan of um because I am apparently uh, ex- uh um, <laughs> obsessed with with the the nominal place in the universe that humanity <laughs> occupies so <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's always uh it's always a pleasure reading uh all of these uh really good Lovecraft adjacent uh stories since I have basically gone through all of Lovecraft's actual works at this point.
0: Yeah, and this uh there's enough there's more than enough meat on uh the Laird Baron cosmology um to to pick out for quite a while. So we'll we will be back with this. Um, I do want to, uh, make note of the, uh, Laird Baron mapping project, uh, which is a s- interactive, uh, sort of wiki for a- all things, um, Laird Baron and tying a lot of the stuff together. So, um, we did use that for some references. Um, it, it makes a handy dandy guide and, um, I will put a link to that website, um, in the show notes as well. yeah um yeah that's what we'll we'll call it a day for this one and return next time with something else i don't know what's um on the the next agenda actually um so we will let everyone know in advance when we when we decide what we're we'll be covering uh leonard where can folks find you on the interwebs
1: Yes, they can find me on Twitter by searching at Dr. Faust is dead. They can also find my video game video essay work on YouTube by searching Dr. Faust is dead. And you can find uh, what is my fledgling uh, uh, live action creative writing (laughs) creative filmmaking channel on YouTube at well as well by searching uh Knox productions. And Dave, where can people find you on the internet?
0: They can find me on Twitter at CintiNot underscore plus. That will be in the show notes as usual. The podcast itself also has a Twitter, Mon underscore D monster. Our wayward co-host Cameron is on Twitter at night underscore twitten and that's night without a K. Uh, And the actual website with uh, all the episodes and and backlog of things uh, is monsterdeer.monster. Yes. And that's us signing off. We will catch you next time. And uh, yeah, just sleep easy, folks. And uh, (laughs) beware the dark. Yes. Bye-bye, folks. Goodbye.